Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. So Genesis chapter 46, let's roll, Mary Berry. So Genesis chapter 46, verses one through four says, Israel set out with all that he had and came to Beersheba. And he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. That night, God spoke to Israel in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he said, and Jacob replied, here I am. God said, I am God the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you back. Joseph will put his hands on your eyes, or close your eyes, some some may say. So uh, he is actually, um, he's going down here to uh, to Egypt. He's on his way down to go see his, see his son. And uh, he's excited to see his son, but apparently he needed some reassurance because his uh because god appeared to him in his vision to reassure to reassure him questions or comments on this so far all right so he's headed down there and uh like i say he may i don't know it seemed like he needs some reassurance however uh this was something that was predicted years ago what you got g white Hey, I don't know if you're, if you're speaking, it's muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I said, uh, who who is Sheba? Uh, on this, it's, it's, a, it's an actual town. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so he's headed down there to, uh, to Beersheba. Uh, or he's headed down to Egypt, actually, finally. And then God appears in this vision to him. And so I want to go back to something that we read a while back into uh into what's actually coming to fruition here so mary let's go to the next slide so genesis chapter 15 verse 13 says then the lord said to abram know this for certain your offspring will be foreigners in a land that does not belong to them they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years so genesis 15 13 this is after all this time about to actually happen the, this was this was predicted uh this was uh given to abram and now after all this time this is about to happen this is why i say that in the previous chapters it didn't matter what jacob would have decided he would have been down there in egypt because it says because of this right here because god said that that's where they're going to be at no matter what decision jacob would have made he would have been drugged down there to uh to egypt because it's going to happen questions or comments on this so far you're saying the first of the 400 years is about to start? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because not, not that it's necessarily starting right here. Uh, well, I guess so, yes, because it says they're going to, the offering will be foreigners in the land. So it is going to start here, but I'm saying that it's going to have to happen because 
is uh, the offspring of Abraham. This is what's going to have to happen to him. And Jacob has all of his offspring with him. And so all of Israel is actually going to go down there. And this is where they're going to flourish, actually, in this in this captivity. But, yeah, this was uh, something that God predicted. He said it was going to happen to him. So that's what I'm saying. Because he said it, this is something that uh, me and Mary, Mary, we were talking about earlier today. Uh, whenever the Lord says something, his word does not, when it goes out, it does not return to him void. It is going to happen. Now, there may be different ways about how it may happen. It may not happen the way that we expect it to happen, but there's nothing man can do to get to get in the way of it. It is going to happen. Uh, he will not be made a liar. It will. Amen. All right, Mary Berry, the next one. Genesis chapter 46, verses 5 through 7 says, Jacob left Beersheba. The sons of Israel took their father Jacob in the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him, along with their children and their wives. They also took their cattle and possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. Then Jacob and all his children went with him to Egypt, his sons and grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters, indeed, all his offspring he brought with him to Egypt. So again, we have all of all of Israel is going down to Egypt, just as the Lord said. So just as this prophecy we talked about in the previous slide was talking about Genesis 15, 13, all of Israel is going down to Egypt and ultimately they're going to be enslaved. But what I wanted to take note here is that notice how long between the giving of the prophecy until this point. So when this prophecy was given to Abram, it's roughly 200 years has passed. Uh, so God's ways are not our ways. And of course, his thoughts are not our thoughts. We only need to believe and be obedient. Questions or comments on this so far? All right, Mary Berry, next we're going to talk about that. So Second Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 says, Dear friends, this is now the second letter I have written to you. In both letters, I want to, to I'm sorry, I want to develop a genuine understanding with a reminder so that you can remember the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the command of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. First, be aware of this. Scoffers will come in the last days to scoff, living according to their own desires, saying, where is the promise of his coming? Ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. So, uh, I want to bring this up because remember I told you that it was roughly 200 years past between the giving of that prophecy and then just the beginning of it actually starting to happen. 200 years passed by and uh, and so within that low of 200 years, people are going to absolutely start to think like this and that's what's happening right now. From the time that, uh, that, the, uh, that Jesus returned uh, to heaven whenever he was resurrected, and he and he uh and he rose and went to the to heaven. The apostles preached, the, the apostles died, and between that time and them writing uh the the these these letters in the New Testament to now, the Lord has been silent. All this time he has been silent, but none of his promises or warnings are asleep. They're all going to take place. We just don't know when it's going to happen. Questions or comments on this so far? I'm sorry, you said none of his um, promises and warnings? Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next one, Mary Berry. 
So continuing along that theme, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, now the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. So uh, this is connected to that previous uh, verse in a sense that uh, because of this time when the Lord is silent and we're not getting anything else until he returns, this is our next um, sign from him is his is his return. Uh, people are going to turn. They're gonna they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave the faith. So when Jesus was walking the earth, it, it says that uh, the people were demanding a sign. He says no no sign will be given it except for the sign of Jonah, which means he's gonna be in the in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, and then he's going to resurrect, which is what he did. Well, now we're not giving anything else. The next sign is basically him returning. This this is all we're giving. Questions or comments on this so far? What you got, G? So uh, I don't have my Bible in front of me, <clears throat> but what I believe there's a scripture that talks about um, there will be signs um, of his coming. Um, is this is this in correlation to that as well? Because I know I've. I've I remember reading the scripture or hearing it. Um, does that go with this at all? Well, there's going to be signs, of course, as far as like um, uh, you're going to have wars and rumors of wars. All those things are going to happen. But as far as the actual sign of you actually seeing him, his actual evidence of him, that's not happening until until he returns. Because even those things, as they even happen right now, it's still not good enough for most people. If 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 I were to tell you, hey, look, this is right now we're having wars and rumors of wars, just as he said, earthquakes in diverse places, just as he said, it's going to happen. It's still not enough for most people. It's still not it's still not the sign that they're looking for, if that makes sense. No, we want to see him walk on water. Right, I, I remember reading this, yeah, reading it, the famines, the pestilences, the, you know, everything that the word says that shall, you know, that will be happening. Um I know that there was like a discussion about how the word speaks about the, you know, the, the earth should have a Sabbath year on the seventh year. And when we don't honor that, I guess, uh, that instruction, that's why we're seeing, you know, the tornadoes, the, the earthquakes, like, cause I believe the scripture goes on to say that the land was spit you out and we're seeing that the land is doing that we see that's God's, you know, because of us not listening to God, we're seeing what the earth will do, but I guess the world calls it global warming. And, and that's what, what it was basically coming down to. And I, you know, don't want to go in that tangent, but I wonder if that's, you know, all, all in, under the same umbrella. Well, uh, you're right. He does say that about the land of vomiting them out, but that was specifically written for, the Jews and it happened to them. Uh, now, could it apply to us? I believe a hundred percent that it that it does apply to us also. Uh, however, it doesn't necessarily say it's for us. But uh, I agree with you along the lines that yes, that that uh, that us our treatment of uh, of the world of of the the resources of the world, just as the Lord had laid out for the Jews does attribute to what's happening right now all the crazy stuff is going on right now and that's because of the lord doing this stuff but I, I do agree with that but as far as like 
ultimate sign, we're not we're not getting that until until he actually comes back. Nothing. That's the only satisfactory sign we're going to get. It ain't coming. It, it ain't happening until he actually shows up. What you got, G White? Hi, hit the right mute button. So, I don't know. I, I see that y'all both are saying that these are signs of you know global warming and all that. Are signs of God warning us, but I I don't think he has to do that. I think he has Thanos power because he just turns us all to pillars and salt and makes us disappear like Thanos if he wants to. I think that's separate. Am I going on a tangent here? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably with Thanos, but. <laughs> But I will say, yes, man, he got he got all the power in the world and do whatever you want to. And that's the scary thing is that he still chooses to plot out the plan that he's put in place and it's going to take place. He's not he's not moving from it. It's going to happen just as as he said, he's being patient about it and he's making sure that it that it that it falls all the way through, even with all the disregard of him happening, the disrespect of him happening. He is still being patient. And and uh and plotting along to this particular point that he has set that he's gonna put these things into place. Uh so like I say, that in and of itself is scary because he didn't he's not just getting so angry about it that he's just gonna just cut it all off at one time at, at some point. No, he has a certain time frame that's gonna take place, and he's waiting for that. Which, like I say, to me, that makes it even scarier. Well, yeah, some good comments though. Even the Thanos coming. <laughs> Go to the next one, very, very. <laughs> so Genesis chapter 46, verses 8 through 27 says, These are the names of the Israelites, Jacob and his sons, who went to Egypt. Jacob's firstborn, Reuben, Reuben's sons, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, Simeon's sons, Jamuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, Levi's son, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, Judah's son, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, Zerah, but uh, but Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. Perez's sons, Hezron and Hamul, is Issachar's sons, Tola, Puva, jo Joshua, and Shimron, Zebulun's sons, Sered, Elon, and Jalim. These were Leah's sons born to Jacob in Paddan Aram, as well as his daughter, Dinan, Dinah. The total number of persons, 33, Gad's sons, Zipion, Haggai, Shunai, Esmon, Eri, Eri, Aradai, and Erili, Asher's son, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beria, and their sister, Sarah. Beria's sons were Heber and Malkiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to his daughter, Leah that she bore to Jacob, 16 persons, the sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, Manasseh, and Ephraim were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. They were born to him by Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, a priest at On, Benjamin's sons, Bela, Basher, Ashbel, Jira, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and, and Ard, these were Rachel's sons who were born to Jacob, 14 persons, Dan's sons, Husham, Naphtali's sons, Jazel, Juni, Jezer, and Shilom. These are the sons of Bila, uh, Bilhah, whom Laban gave to his daughter, Rachel. She bore to Jacob seven persons. The total number of persons belonging to Jacob, his direct descendants, not including, including the wives of Jacob's sons, 
who came to Egypt, 66, and Joseph's sons who were born to him in Egypt, two persons, all those of Jacob's household who had come to Egypt, 70 persons, so 70 people, all in all, go down to Egypt. 70 people. This is the entirety of Israel at this point. What you got, G.Y.? So this is the offspring of Jacob? Yes. Wow. This is the offspring of Jacob. Yeah. Every last one of them coming from Jacob. Yes. Absolutely. And so I find it interesting that they didn't just skip over any of it. They named every last one of them. And of these 70 people, are going to they're going to turn to thousands and thousands and thousands of people over the course of this uh 400 years that they're about to be enslaved and i find it very interesting that uh that the scripture takes the time to detail this lineage and they just didn't use any overarching uh narratives they detailed the lineage gave names and said these are all the people of 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 israel and and so i, I just found that that it's neat that it has such rich detail in here uh, or history questions or comments on this so far yeah so these are all the ones that are going to uh this is it's just amazing because like i say they're going to get so numerous at some point to where it threatens egypt like egypt just going to feel that you know there's just too many of them and and it's just amazing to see that they all spring from just this 70 people all coming from uh originally from from israel from jacob but yeah Mary, let's go to the next one. So Genesis chapter 46, verses 28 through 34 says, Now Jacob has sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to prepare for his arrival at Goshen. When they came to the land of Goshen, Joseph hitched the horses to his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. Joseph presented himself to him, threw his arms around him, and wept for a long time. Then Israel said to Joseph, At last I can die. Now that I have seen your face and know that you are still alive, Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and inform Pharaoh, telling him, my brothers and my father's household who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds. They also raise livestock. They have brought their sheep and cattle and all that they have. When Pharaoh addresses you and asks, what is your occupation? You are to say, your servants, both we and our fathers, have raised livestock from our youth until now. Then you will be allowed to be, to settle in the land of Goshen, since all shepherds are abhorrent to Egyptians. So uh, they're taken down here. They're uh, in in Jacob. He sends off uh, to go see. He he goes to go see his rushes to go see his father, and uh, hadn't seen him in years at this point. Several years have passed by, so so he finally gets to see him. Uh, and, and Jacob is excited. He says he can, he can at last die. He's okay with dying at this point. He's ready to die because he is, his heart is full because he's, he sees that his son is, is alive. His, to him, he basically received his son back from the dead, if that makes sense. So, uh, so he's seeing this happen. Uh, now make sure I'm on the right part here. Uh, what I want to, uh, point out here is, uh, it says Jacob has sent it when it started out here it says now Jacob has sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to prepare for his arrival. You can notice right here that Judah is starting to take the mantle as the head of, of the Israelites. Remember that uh, when we looked at the, the previous scripture, when it's going through their lineage, Reuben is the firstborn. Uh, so he would typically have this this place. But right now is it's, it's, he, he gave it up. 
and we'll look at that here in a little bit. Well, not not today. It'll be probably next uh, couple chapters. So Ruben gave that up. He he forfeited that. Uh, so now it's being given on to uh, onto Judah. So now you see Judah starts to take up this mantle as as the head of the household. Uh, questions or comments on this so far? All right. So Judah now is taking he's taking his lead amongst the sons of Jacob. And uh, and so let's see what we're going to skip forward a few different chapters of what Jacob and Jacob is going to be predicting what's going to happen with his sons. So let's go to the next scripture, Mary Berry. So Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, it says the scepter will not depart from Judah or the staff from between his feet until he whose right it is comes in the obedience of the people belongs to him so he is so he's talking about this scepter a scepter is defined as a staff or baton borne by a sovereign as an emblem of authority so he that's what i mean by he took the mantle as, as the as the head of that household so uh judah took takes that mantle he has a scepter and it says the scepter stays with him until it's given to this particular person now who is that person uh, that person is the Christ, Jesus. Before we go forward and look into that, any questions or comments on this? All right. What you got, G.Y.? Uh, yeah. So Judah is Jacob's son. Which which one is he? Where does he fall in line at? What number? I mean, uh, we don't know I really. Do. Uh, yeah, we do, but I don't remember off the top of my head. He wasn't you, at the top or at nowhere near the bottom. No, no, nowhere near the bottom. No, no, but it was. In fact, let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find it right quick. I was just seeing if he's because it makes like, like I don't know. I don't know why I'm asking. Why I'm curious. Like, is he one of the youngest ones coming up like this, or one of the older ones? No. So it's uh, it goes from Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and then Judah pops up at that point. I can't tell you exactly without looking further into it. I can't tell okay. you exactly why I skipped over those. I don't know why I wanted to know that though. Where he, it's, where he it's, it's probably a good question, honestly. Yeah, I should All look right. into it. But yeah, uh, great. There's a great uh, comment and question on that one. I do need to look into that. So yeah, so this scepter is of Judah. So he has it. Judah has this scepter, and it's that lineage is going. It's, it's going to stay with Judah until it goes to uh the christ so let's look into that mary and so revelation last book of the bible revelation chapter 12 verse 5 says but she gave birth to a son a male who was going to shepherd all nations with an iron scepter and her child and her child was caught up to god and to his throne so uh here we, we uh in revelation is talking about jesus and it says that uh he is going to shepherd all nations with an iron scepter so here he has the scepter at this point any questions or comments on this so far all right let's go to that next one we're going this is it revelation chapter 19 verses 15 through 16 says a sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it he will shepherd them with an iron scepter he will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God, the Almighty. And he has a name written on, on his robe and on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
So here we have again, speaking about Jesus and him having this iron scepter. So he is actually the one that this scepter was, was designated for, but Judah held it until then. Interesting enough, Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. What you got, G. White? This verse is specifically for Jesus, nobody else? That's right, because he's okay. king of kings, lord of lords. Cool. That's right. In fact, Revelation is about uh, Jesus. Some actually is titled Revelation of, of, of Jesus, uh, Re Revelation of Jesus, or Revelation of the Christ. Uh, is it is truly about revealing who he is as as uh, as the son of God. A sharp sword came with his mouth so he might strike the nations with it. What what does that mean? Does that mean he just he's sharp with his, with the tongue? I mean, he when he talks, when he speaks, or good question. We talked about this before. Is this so? This is is good because there is a verse that says. Uh, uh, let me see. I'll pull it up. Let me see. There you go. I found it, I think. So there's a, there is a verse. It's coming from John. I don't have it up here, but it's coming from John chapter 12, uh, verse 48. And it says, in fact, I'm going to start at 47. It says, as for anyone who hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I have not come to judge the world but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not receive my words. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So it is literally that, his words. This is a sharp sword that's coming from his mouth that is striking the nations. That is actually his his words. So okay. That's what's what, actually going to be your judge. What scripture was that? That was John chapter 12, verse 48. Can you read that one more time? Sure. It says, as for anyone who hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I have not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not receive my words. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So is it safe to say those who don't walk in obedience to his word are those who deny him? Because it's it's easy to say that you accept him, but if you're not following what he says, yeah, because you're denying. You know, you may accept him as savior, but you're denying him as Lord. Uh, so I think that is fairly safe to say. I mean, uh, he asked the question. You know, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Uh, so I think that is a safe uh, assessment. We have to accept them as both Lord and Savior. Yeah. Any other questions or comments on this one? When he's talking about the nations, is that just in general, all people? Uh, yes. So uh, the nations can be, uh, it's used in scripture uh, to mean actual nations outside of, outside of, Basically, yes, anything outside of Jerusalem, outside of Israel is nations. So it can be translated as heathens also. I mean, uh, so heathens or nations or even Gentiles uh, can kind of go. They correlate all together because he said he used the same terminology in Psalms 2-7. It says, ask of me 
and I will make the nations your inheritance or the heathens your inheritance. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, uh, and that's what I truly believe at this point, uh, and I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to something without recently studying it, but uh, he's in his millennial reign and uh, and I believe that's what this is. Is it is in, in this is in this millennial reign, but uh, but yeah, that's what this is. What the judgment is? The judgment is actually the very word of God that we don't want to read. He said, "Those are the words that are actually going to judge you, judge us, judge me." Is the actual words in that scripture? The very thing that we don't want to read uh, is is what's actually going to be our judge. So it'd probably be in our best interest to know what it says. Like literal words of the Bible. Cause like mm -hmm. right away I thought, you know, how the word is um, the Lord. Amen. So uh, you're right. So all scripture is God breathed, mm -hmm. literally coming from the mouth of God. So yeah, those words are going to judge us. 